are listening to Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny, a listener-supported podcast located at revelationsradionews.com. Podcasting to you from picturesque Birch Bay, which is just south of the strictest police state in North America, where I am contemplating the invention of the pull-out sofa as the best and worst invention of all time. I am one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny. And from Cascade Locks, Oregon, where it is a beautiful day, but I am definitely not on vacation, I'm Andrew Hoffman. <laughs> I'm not really on vacation either. It's just, just, a, it's just like a two-night thing that my my wife got for Father's Day. We came up here to Birch Bay, just south of, uh, just south of Canada. I mean, you're like, Canada is like, you can see it from here. You know, I could see it from my house. So, um, just, just up the way here, and uh, we're on beautiful Birch Bay, which usually is pretty rainy. It's absolutely gorgeous right now. The wind is blowing. The the sun is out. Uh, the only thing that is inhibiting me from being in an absolutely awesome mood is that my son uh, fell out of bed in the middle of the night last night. Oh, man. Because <laughs> it's a new bed, and he has a yeah. bunk bed thing, and so he has a rail. He's I didn't know, but he rolled right off, so it was not a great night's sleep. And on top of that, it was in the old pull-out sofa, which is a, it's a great invention, but also terrible. It's like, look, it takes up no extra space, and you have another bed. But the question is, at what cost do you really have a bed? Is it really a bed? Because it feels like my neck was just elevated and the bed was too short for me. <laughs> mm. You know what I'm talking about, man? Yeah, but... yeah. The pull-out sofa beds are not known for being super comfortable all the time. <laughs> Especially somebody tall like myself. My, my, my feet are literally hanging off of it and then my neck is kind of, you know, pushed up. So it's just a... A tough, a tough position, but uh, I am going to power through. I'm excited. I brought the 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 on the road rig that we're we're using right now. So yeah. I'm actually we're actually podcasting from the road for the first time in a long time. I was just scared not to do another podcast because once you say, ah, we don't need to do this one, then it's like, well, I don't need to do the next one. And, and then little do you know, you you don't make a whole podcast for I don't know, see 2018. Yeah, you miss no, a year, uh, yeah, you know, I think, first a week, then a month, then a year. and yeah. I think it was 2017 and 19, the entire calendar years, nothing, no no shows. All of a sudden, I mean, you're you're now uh, defunct or whatever the term was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, think about this, like Canary Cry, they started after us. They are mm-hmm. up so many episodes. They started doing three a week. But even like the mind renewed, which was like semi weekly, still ahead of us. Still, st- we st- still started way after us. So, oh, yeah. you know, those years yeah. off, we don't we don't get up in the episodes. But we're gonna keep it going this year. My goal is to do a show every week this year. Can we do fifty two weeks? Do you think, Andrew? Can we do it? No, we won't do fifty two. <laughs> well, I want everyone well, to know. I want what? everyone to know right now that listen. While I am podcasting from the road, that is nothing compared to my friend Andrew here who has been feeling under the weather for a little over a week. And so we do appreciate him coming out and doing the podcast with us. I'm, so I'm th- under attack. You, I'm not just under the weather, Tim. I'm under attack. Okay. What they're, are we under attack they're from? They're dropping prions or 
or it's Lyme disease or something, but it's, it's not good. Okay. So I got, I got some, uh, some biocidin on the way though. So I'm excited about that. Heck yeah, man. Biocidin that go, go all natural or go home. This yeah. seems to be the only thing that works these days. Yeah. So let's, let's well, jump right, right into right, it. Let's so see where you want to go. Yeah. General overview, it's kind of a continuation of stories that we've been talking about with, with one uh, kind of major exception and, and addition. There's definitely been progress on the, the whole lab leak thing, the origin of COVID-19. Uh, we've gone from conspiracy theory to John Stewart joking about how ridiculous it is not to know that it came from a lab. Which is notable, and I'm glad you brought that up, because, and uh, for those of you who haven't heard it, here's the clip of John Stewart. I, I, and I honestly mean this. I think we owe a great debt of gratitude to science. Science has, in many ways, helped ease uh, the suffering of this pandemic, uh, which was more than likely caused by science. <laughs> so, and that's kind of... Hold on a second. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. I'll, it's I'll, coffee. I wouldn't I'm, do that. I wouldn't do that to you. I'm so what, what do you takes, well, what do you what, 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 what do you mean by that? Do you mean like well, so this was, perhaps was, there's, there's a chance that this was created in a lab? There's an investigation. A chance? Well, but, I, so, I, 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 oh my if God. there's evidence, I'd love to hear it. There's I just don't a know. novel respiratory coronavirus overtaking Wuhan, China. What do we do? Oh, you know who we could ask? The Wuhan novel respiratory coronavirus lab. The disease is the same name as the lab. <laughs> that's, just, that's just a little too weird, don't you think? And then they I, ask I, those scientists, they're like, how did this, so wait a minute, you work at the Wuhan Respiratory Coronavirus Lab. How did this happen? And they're like, mm, a pangolin kissed a turtle. <laughs> and you're like, no, I, you, you, the wait, name wait, of your lab, wait. if you look at the name, look at the name, can I, let me see your business card. Show me your business card. Oh. I work at the coronavirus lab in Wuhan. Oh, because there's a coronavirus loose in Wuhan. How did that happen? Maybe a bat flew into the cloaca of a turkey and then it sneezed into my chili and now we all have coronavirus. Like, come on. Okay, wait, okay, wait, wait, okay. wait a second. Wait a what second. about this? What about wait this? Second. Listen to this. Wait a second. All right. John. Oh, my God. Oh my God, there's been an outbreak of chocolatey goodness near Hershey, Pennsylvania. What do you think happened? Like, oh, I don't know, maybe a steam shovel made it with a cocoa bean. Or it's the chocolate factory. Maybe that's it. That could be. That could be. That, that could By be. By the way, let me... I gave them all tuberculosis. Just yes. 
that could that could very well be. And Anthony Fauci and Francis Collins at NIH have said like it should definitely be investigated. Don't stop with the logic and people and things. The no, name of the disease. Wait a second. Wait is a on second. The building. Wait a second. But I, I, it could be possible. You could be right. It could be possible that they have the lab in Wuhan to study the novel coronavirus diseases because. In Wuhan, there are a lot of novel coronavirus diseases because of the bat population sure, no, there. I understand. It's, it's like the same. It's like, a wait local a second. specialty, and it's the only place to find bats. You won't find bats. No, and it's like saying, oh, "Oh wait, Austin, Texas has thousands of them that fly out of a cave every night, every night at dusk." Is there a, a coronavirus in Austin? Coronavirus? No, it doesn't seem to be in Austin. Coronavirus. <laughs> the only coronavirus we have is in. Wuhan, yes, where they have a lab called what's the lab called again, Stephen? The Wuhan what? Novel Coronavirus Lab. I believe that's uh-huh. the case. And now, how long have you worked for Senator Ron Johnson? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about Ron Johnson. This is not a conspiracy. Here's it, the thing it, about science. A, you could be right. Here's, you could be right. But this is the problem with science. Science is incredible. But they don't know when to stop. And nobody in the room with those cats ever goes, yeah, I don't know if we should do that. Like, they're, a few I agree, years back. I agree with you. If few, science can do it, they will do it. They will do it. They're like, oh, curiosity killed the cat. Oh, okay, well, let's kill 10,000 cats to find out why. And you're like, that's what science does. They, they push things. They, they do the thing like, okay, listen to this. So, a few years back... You know we stopped filming a lot. I understand that. Can I tell you something? This is... This is what happens. I've been... I... I've... I've been alone for so long. And when I realized that the laboratory was having the same name, first name and last name, of the evil that had been plaguing us, I thought to myself, that's up. Listen, listen to what I'm saying. John, I'll tell you what I'm suspicious of. I'll tell you what I'm suspicious of. I'm suspicious of the Daytona Beach Spring Break Herpes Lab. That might be where all the herpes comes from. Uh, I've, I've been to that lab. Oh, I know. Uh, oh, I know. <laughs> we, we have to take a brief break, John. What? Yes. We'll be right back with more of wherever this edit happened. Stick around. Okay, so thanks for mentioning that. And noteworthy, be- noteworthy because throughout the early 2000s, John Stewart was the literal liberal gatekeeper. You mm-hmm. can hate you can hate George Bush, you can be against the wars and everything, but just don't go anything past this point. And I was, to be quite honest with you, I was, I was on board. I mean, I, I was the I was the one being gatekeeped. That's yeah. kind of where that's as far left as I went. I thought John Stewart was hilarious. I was uh, drinking and smoking weed in those times, and I thought this is perfect. This guy's really tearing it up, and I'm glad he's against the establishment. And well, you know, I stopped drinking and doing drugs, and then I realized, oh, yeah, he's actually part of the establishment. But back to your point, here we go, gatekeeper, talking about the Wuhan lab leak. Well, and, and you know, he always was establishment. I mean, his brother, I forget what position, but is a big shot on Wall Street. Like, it's, 
you know, he's always been well connected. Uh, a couple things. The contrast between him and Colbert, it's kind of like <laughs> it shows you where the propaganda's gone. Like, it's incredible how much further dumbed down it is and how much yes. less funny. Like, absolutely. John Stewart, uh, like, tell me, has Stephen Colbert done anything as funny as John Stewart's little riff on the Wuhan? lab no, like in the last five years no, no absolutely not and and john stewart was known as you know i i liked him at the time like i know he's establishment and everything else but i really liked him and you know he had that part i think it was in half baked and he had parts in other movies where he was like known as a funny guy i think he's done stand-up and stuff like that so mm-hmm. but anyway colbert is just some sort of strange what? terrible like once you took away the bill o'reilly shtick to him i, I liked absolutely nothing about colbert and yeah. the more I learned about him, and then there's even, you know, some accusations from, from people about him being on Epstein Island and whatnot. It's just I, I'm not a not a fan. Well, and he, his show on CBS was absolutely bombing, and then he went all in on just bash Trump 24 seven, and I don't know that it, you know, that it actually saved the show, but. Uh, I mean, that's it saved his job, like certainly whether yep. it just by making the right people happy or if there were actually enough people watching at that point to keep going, because he was he was struggling early on. And we, I think we talked about it on our on our podcast. But yes. Yeah, so anyway, back to the the lab leak thing. So that's it's officially mainstream now. And oh, abs- like I absolutely. said previously, if you look at it. It's not like, well, maybe this happened, maybe that happened. No, 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 no. This thing was made in a lab. It's obvious that it was made in a lab. And it's been obvious since, you know, to anyone that could look at it since the beginning. And we've got uh, Luc Montagnier and we've got lots of other people who, you know, have stuck to the same story since the beginning. It was made in a lab and it's a bioweapon. And so if you if you want to play that uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene clip, it's it's actually more um, of another guy who talks after her. And I, I think it's it's worth listening to. Um, Alex Nazarian from Yahoo News. Um, you know, you call it the China virus. You suggest that it's a bioweapon. There's no evidence of any of that and we're also in the middle of a spate of attacks against asian americans aren't you just feeding that uh pretty irresponsibly absolutely not absolutely not and you're not going to turn this into something else this is a virus that killed all kinds of people it had nothing has nothing to do with anyone's race or ethnicity it has nothing to do with any of that so no not at all yes Let let let's be real clear about something I'm very disturbed that you would even ask that kind of question. Chinese Americans are not necessarily members of the Chinese Communist Party. Understand that the Communist Chinese Party rejects virtually every provision in what is known as our Bill of Rights. Recognize that the Chinese Communist Party does not believe in the kind of republic that we believe in. And for you to associate the Communist Chinese Party 
with Chinese Americans, as you have done, I would submit is egregious and wrong. But with respect to bioweapons, Marjorie Taylor Greene asked a really good question. Now, I serve on the House Armed Services Committee and on the Science, Space, and Technology Committee. Ask yourself, America, this question. When we talk about gain of function, let's be a little bit more specific about what we're talking about here. We're talking about a dangerous virus being changed so that it is much more communicable, meaning people are much more likely to get it, and or it becomes much more deadly. Now, why would any country, why would any country do that with a virus to make it more contagious and make it more deadly, if not for militarization purposes? And if you look at the Communist Chinese Party's background and its relationship with the military, it leads you but to one logical conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody so, actually spoke the truth. Well, it, and press someone, conference. someone Where in, was this? Someone in Congress. This was, you know, outside of Congress and they get Marjorie Taylor Greene and this guy. And maybe you could throw his name in there later. Um, I'll I can pull it up, but I, I don't have it off the top of my head. Not only the lab leak theory, but the implied but previously unstated bioweapon part of it and now we're getting to the immediate we're getting to well if it's a bioweapon how do we know they didn't release it on purpose right i mean that's uh, apparently that's coming soon and it'll it'll be interesting to see can they isolate this issue and the vaccine. Because if you look into it, it's obvious that it's the same people working on the virus that were working on the vaccine. And if the if the virus is a bioweapon, and it is, the vaccine sure appears to be a bioweapon. So are they going to be able to say, oh, it was just the CCP or it was just the CCP and U.S. bad actors, you know, Fauci or whoever. And, you know, maybe they'll still say, oh, maybe it got released on, on accident or, or what have you. But it, it'll be interesting to see if they're successfully able to firewall this information from the actual stuff that's going on, which is, uh, you know, bioweapon release to try and kill a bunch bunch of people and lower the world's population so this is you know it's it's an interesting study in propaganda i would not have predicted that congressional you know members of congress would be talking like this at this point so it's it's interesting i hope that it's a good thing um i i'm worried that it's it means that they're not even worried about stuff coming out which you know finish that point well not worried about the stuff coming out that they're, they're not worried whether you figure out that it's a bioweapon or not because enough people have already got it that it's done what it's gonna do and it's a ticking time bomb and the people that took it it may or may not be a ticking time bomb to everyone to one way or the other and it's you know this <laughs> whatever the the next stage of the program is they're going there you know we we've talked about 
the whole cybersecurity deal, they're already rolling that part out. They've always been pushing the global warming thing, but that's also a, a big part of it. And just going full totalitarian and with very little um, gloss of here's the reason we're doing it. Absolutely. Yeah. With a, Especially with the UK lockdown an additional four weeks right now. Right. I mean, it just this continues. Canada, the border between the US and Canada is still closed. Ontario's locked down. Did I talk about the remote control for my son's car? No. Yeah. So this is totally unrelated, but related is I called. Uh, we lost the remote control for my son's little car, and he's been playing with it in the neighborhood with some friends. And I, I can't find it anywhere to purchase again, right? eBay, Amazon, the the actual website where the car is made, you know, all the stuff. Can't figure it out. So I just finally, I just give up, and I call customer service of the company that made it. Oh, yeah, sure. No problem, sir. Yeah, I'll get that out to you. Uh, as soon as the warehouse opens back up, we'll be able to uh, to send that out. Oh, okay. So when will it open back up? Yeah, I have no idea. Oh, <laughs> Okay, well, what's going on? Well, I'm in Ontario, sir, and, and I work from home because we're still locked down and I can't go into the office, so I'm taking calls from home, and the uh, warehouse where the remote control is is closed and there's no one allowed to work. Oh, so people, on Ontario, people, Canada? Ontario, Canada, oh, yes. Interesting. Ontario, Canada, still locked down. Oh, yes. No, so Canada. UK is four weeks in, four more weeks Ontario, Canada, still locked down. Heard from our buddy in Western Australia again this week, or like last night. Oh, they're still arresting locked. pastors in Australia now. Still locked down. Oh. It's 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 kind of crazy. I don't understand what is... Yeah, so anyway, like you said, small veneer, short, thin veneer of it's for the virus, right. huge veneer of totalitarianism. So I don't want to spend the entire show talking about the bioweapon that is the vaccine because it can be kind of dark and depressing. But yeah. if you're going to make those claims, let's get right into it. Let's get to your scientific paper. Well, all right. So the, there's a couple issues. And there there is one other. I definitely want to talk about the Tucker Carlson report because that was legit uh, good and a oh, huge Okay, so we should do that now or no later? Well, no. I just, I do want to cover that later. Got so. it. All right. Um, well, which, I've got a bunch of papers. Which one do you want to talk about? It, no, it's up to you, man. This okay. is your deal. All right. You, you can, I'll be the common man on the street and you can convince me. All right. All right. It's not too so, true. I'll I'm start, not with, the, I'll start with the one up, up top. Got it. Uh, COVID-19 RNA-based vaccines and the risk of prion disease uh, from Bart Claussen. This was put out, you know, quite a quite a while ago, about half a year ago. And I will just read the results of of his analysis. Uh, analysis of the Pfizer vaccine against COVID-19 identified two potential risk factors for inducing prion disease in humans. The nRNA sequence in the vaccine contains sequences believed to induce TDP-43 and FUS to aggregate in their prion-based co uh, conformation, leading to the development of common neurodegenerative diseases. In particular, it has been shown that RNA sequences GGUA, UG-rich sequences, UG-tandem repeats, and G-quadruplex sequences have increased affinity to bind TDP-43 
and or FUS and may cause TDP-43 or FUS to take their pathologic uh, con configurations in the cytoplasm. In the current analysis, a total of 16 uh, UG tandem repeats were identified and additional uh, UG-rich sequences were identified. All right. And then secondly, the spike protein encoded by the vaccine binds uh, angiotensin converting enzyme 2, A or ACE2, an enzyme which contains zinc molecules, the binding of the spike protein to ACE2 or ACE2 has the potential to release the zinc molecule and ion that causes TDP43 to assume its pathologic prion transformation. So we're talking prion disease, uh, Alzheimer's type stuff, mad cow type stuff, not good, and mainly longer developing stuff, which, you know, as bad as the short-term effects of the vaccines are, that's the stuff most people that have looked at it are worried about. What's this going to do long-term? Sure, and just to correct you, it's Alzheimer's disease. Also, I came across the mad cow disease stuff pretty, uh, completely independently of you, and, mm -hmm. Senate, and you said that uh, AJ, Alex Jones, has been talking about this? Yes. Yeah. So, in the... In, I can't remember. I think you and I were speaking about this, but the idea of the mad cow disease is like a, a I always thought mad, mad cow disease was almost like a rabies. I just never really looked into it. Mm -hmm. um, but after reading that paper that I read and I, I'm actually not remembering it at the moment, it may be in here somewhere. Um, but it, uh, it's more just a deterioration of neurological features, right? It was just a, complete deterioration and not too quickly like over a period of like three to five years right and, and it's, it's it, it and go it's ahead another and, one that is supposedly yeah. you know oh it comes because uh people are feeding animals other you know they're feeding cows parts of dead cows which you know admittedly not a good idea uh but it also showed up right near porton down by a weapons laboratory. So uh, very suspicious origins to the mad cow disease thing. Uh, like a lot of this stuff. So this is going to go into my uh, documentary, debunking <laughs> my, my podcast host on the, uh, the effects of the vaccine. Every, every, and everything's a bioweapon. This is the subtitle. <laughs> everything's a bioweapon debunking Andrew Hoffman. Okay. Yeah. Go, go right ahead. Debunk away. Of course, the joke there is I'm, I absolutely have nothing that can debunk any of this. Um, and it's interesting to kind of look in this direction. So, so you're saying ma Mad Cow originates near Porton Down? Yes. Wow. And there's, there were whistleblowers saying it, it, you know, was caused as a either intentional or unintentional release from the lab. Very, you know, history often repeats, and <laughs> until we actually start dealing with the stuff as it actually is, and not just as the kind of cover stories, it's going to keep happening. So this this paper, and uh, you know, previously we talked about the magnetized arms, right? And it, this it does sound crazy. Uh, but there's thousands of people showing clips of themselves that magnets stick to their arms or stick to other parts of their body. And we played a clip from 
uh, Jane Ruby saying that it's magnetofection. And she said, you could look up on PubMed papers on magnetofection. And sure enough, you can. And so a, a couple interesting ones. This one is from 2011, and it is titled Magnetically Enhanced Nucleic Acid Delivery, 10 Years of Magnetofection, Progress and Prospects. So I was not a math major, but I can, I can add 10. So this means that for 20 years, they've been doing magnetofection. And yet still, 20 years on, we are supposed to believe that this is a conspiracy theory and doesn't exist. So th this talks about, it. you know, it of course doesn't say like, well, it'll make your arm magnetic, but it talks about the purpose of magnetofection, which is getting whatever you want into the cell, into the cell. So right. it's, it's a gene therapy, gene delivery, nucleic acid therapy. So I'm not going to read the paper. It's in the, the show notes. So, so that, that's an important one. Um, then Sure. It, and I'm, I'm no pro, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners aren't either. So just to kind of review, the idea is that the uh, vaccine is supposed to stay in your arm, right? So the the yes. the the, the thirty thousand foot official propaganda view is they inject a little bit of a of a uh, virus into your arm with a with a no, classical vaccine. Not a virus. With a, but... with a classical vaccine. Okay. Just par part of the virus. Yeah, well, classical vaccine, but that's not what we're talking about. No, I understand, but a classical one, then they put a little bit in the arm, and then your body fights it, but it never really leaves the arm. Then you ha now you have the idea of how to fix this if it enters the body again. RNA, this time we just send the little coder guy in there, but it stays in the arm, teaches the body, hey, this is how you need to respond to this, but it's generally supposed to, or as other vaccines have, stays in the arm. Yes. It's supposed then, to. It's not it, supposed to cross the blood-brain barrier. And, it's not supposed to get to the heart. It's not supposed to go to the lungs. Right. And th there is... But the magnetofection is possibly is, a, a is, delivery vehicle that allows yes. it to get out of the, the injection site. And we also previously talked about the... Uh, basically, Freedom of Information Act request that was done in Japan to see the information on dispersion throughout the body of the nanolipids. So not the mRNA itself, but the stuff that's in the injection. And sure enough, it's not only going uh, places other than your arm, it's also ending up in large concentrations in the ovaries. Okay? Right. Very very specifically ends up there and there's um i've seen some analysis of why it's ending up there and that again has to do with the magnetofection thing um but there on the dark horse podcast uh, brett weinstein had the guy on there who originated mrna technology uh he's kind of the carrie mollis 
is the PCR what this guy is to mRNA? And and they talked about this issue. They talked about the Japanese study, and they talk about why this is concerning and why we should not be vaccinating or quote vaccinating people uh, with this substance. So I'll, you know, and I, we don't have time to. It's kind of a long clip. It's like 15 minutes, but definitely worth listening to. Um, we we could throw it in the the folder for in show notes. And that's the Dark Horse podcast. Yeah, Dark Horse podcast, and then Malone is the mRNA guy. Yeah. No, I saw I saw it in the email chain. Yeah. The social media phenomenon of magnetic arms, right? The the um, the test or the challenge, the magnet challenge, which you know everything that I can see is real. Like it's either the greatest best coordinated hoax of all time or it's real i think it's real so now there is magnetic meat and our our friend will from the truth is stranger than fiction is (laughs) again made me aware of this and he's like have you seen the magnetic meat and i thought it was a typo in his text message but no sure enough uh magnetic meat and he did it himself with magnets at the grocery store uh, both, it seems like chicken and beef, uh, they're both showing up magnetized. Like you can stick a magnet to the meat, to some pieces, you know, whether it be steak or, uh, you know, chicken breast, what, what have you. And so, so Will that, did this at, at a, at a uh, yep, and it's a, grocery so store. Up, upcoming video, we'll have the, the pictures there, but... Uh, but there's there's other social media clips now of people doing this, and you know it's uh, again disturbing. So so then you I ask the question, what's the connection, right? And if they're using the same type of vaccines in cows that they're using in in people, and sure enough they are. Uh, so this paper. I won't even attempt to read too much of this, but uh, intranasal delivery of plasmids expressing bovine herpes virus 1 GB slash GC slash GD proteins by polyethylamine magnetic beads activates long-term immune responses in mice. Uh, From Zingbo Lu Guo Weiyu Zin Yu Gao Jin Long Wang, Li Ting Quin, and Hong Bo Ni. So all all very famous scientists, as you know, Tim. Mm. Uh, and this is in the Virology Journal and from from this year. So it says DNA vaccine is one of the research hotspots in veterinary vaccine development. Several advantages, such as cost-effectiveness, ease of design and production, good biocompatibility of plasma DNA, attractive biosafety, and DNA stability are found in DNA vaccines. Uh, Methods. In this study, the plasmids expressing bovine herpes virus 1 and other proteins were mixed at the same mass ratio and adsorbed polyethylamine 
PEI magnetic beads with a diameter of 50 nanometers. Further, the plasmid and PEI magnetic bead polymers were packaged into double carboxyl polyethyl glycol, or PEG, and we know that that's in these new mRNA vaccines, because that's been a, a controversial ingredient, uh, to use as a DNA vaccine. The prepared DNA vaccine was employed to vaccinate mice via the intranasal route. The immune responses were evaluated in mice after vaccination. So this is a a test vaccine for designed for cows that they're testing on mice. Okay. But I just thought it was interesting that it's like, oh, yeah, of course we're doing DNA vaccines for cows. This is like, you would think they'd be more expensive, but apparently they're cheaper. Um, the cow vaccines are cheaper? The genetic vaccines are cheaper than traditional vaccines. Well, isn't that the whole deal, right? Like Bill Gates talking about CRISPR and whatever, like the genetic code is not super complicated within the body, right? <laughs> the the yeah. human genetic code. And so it, and, and by, by super complicated, I just mean there are a limited number of parts. Yeah. It's, it's just the different combinations that make everybody different and react right. differently, but there's only a limited number of parts for lack of a better term. The, the vaccine, I, and I'm forgetting whether it was the Pfizer or Moderna version was written, you know, software code written in one afternoon. So wow. this is <laughs> what could go wrong, right? Um, you know, I'll just throw out there that maybe we don't have a full understanding of what's really going on with the mRNA and DNA, and maybe it's just not quite so simple as a computer program. But anyway, uh, so th this paper was interesting uh, mainly because it showed me that they've been given this type, they've been giving these types of vaccines to cows probably for a long time, or at least, you know, it's it's already out there, and you know the and they openly talk about oh it's you know we we use this uh, magnetofection stuff to get get better uh, entry into cells and make it more effective and what have you. So, anyway, we're we're still on the we're still in the conspiracy theory phase, right? But the the time window between it's a conspiracy theory to it's so accepted that John Stewart is laughing about it is shortening. So we we've got oh, it's, to ask. It's super short. We're almost down to a week, maybe two. <laughs> so at, you at know how, how long till John Stewart is joking about? Well, everyone knows that. That, you know, it makes your arm magnetic. Of course it makes your arm magnetic. That's what makes it work. Duh. You know. Anyway. You, you were, you've, Jacob's Ladder. What is the significance of that story in the Bible? And is it related to DNA, as I've heard, hypothesized, do you think? I'm, I'm open to interpretations of it but i not that i know of i don't i don't know okay okay well all right interesting i'll look into that on my own but it, it just it is 
you know, we start thinking about friends of Epstein, servants of Satan who are in charge of all this crap and, you know, a direct assault against, you know, even a biblical narrative would be, you know, pretty much right in character if that was. Oh, 100%. (laughs) Yes. So it's something to maybe look at. Friends of Epstein, servants of Satan are attacking what God told humans to do. Be fruitful and multiply. Right. You know, that's a good. Oh, that's a, a good point. It's, it's that's not a point. not a, a real difficult instruction. No. And if you look at kind of, I guess the alternative view of Genesis six and the Nephilim and and angels coming down and mating with human women and human angel hybrids and all that crazy stuff, and that's the reason for the flood. Uh, you know, it, it makes a lot of sense. So now we're just in a slower but rapidly progressing version of the same thing. Where yeah, absolutely, yeah. you know, I, I mean, yeah. try 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 to find a someone who invents something that doesn't have weird spiritual stuff going on. Oh yeah, yep. You know, yep. I mean, no, it's it, it's true. They're all into ayahuasca and spiritual experiences and there's or full-on satanists or whatever you look if you look at all the german rocket guys if you, you know this is this is the real story of how technology progresses it's not people it's not people uh you know putting i'm going to eat this root and then eat that root and see if something good or bad happens you know process of elimination stuff no, so. a lot of a lot of times it's you know uh, interdimensional beings, you know, wasn't it the fallen angels who taught women to wear makeup and this will enhance your features. And I think, I think a lot of technology comes from that. This is, you know, Hey, try this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're, and, 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 and then they, it, it becomes so blatant in the last 75 years that they're like, well, maybe there was a spaceship. You're like, what? Right. Yeah, maybe there was aliens because right after that came out there with the remote and this and that. It's like, oh, right after <laughs> Jack Jack Parsons was doing like satanic occult worship and launching rockets into space, like right after all that. Or <laughs> so. Yeah. Anyway, uh, for those of you who haven't listened to the show for a long time, this we're getting back to our roots. We both kind of grew up in the future quake slash you know nowhere to run Chris White net slash. The Nephilim will come again. Era of the conspiracy Christian radio <laughs> podcast. In uh, you know my thoughts on the Nephilim, and since you know we haven't brought it up in years, I used to think, well, I, I, you know, as in the days of Noah, it says it in Revelation, so that means that the the it's going to happen again. My thoughts on that are, I don't think it's necessarily going to happen again. But when you start looking at what they're actually doing in some of these labs, where they're trying to make chimeras, like blends of different kinds of animals. And they're making chimera viruses and things like that. Then when you say, as in the days of Noah, you know, it starts to make mm-hmm. a little bit more sense. Like, oh, yeah, this is just a slower track back to the same thing. Yep. One thing one thing that tripped me out the other day is I was uh, going to look at our the Georgia Guidestones, you know, because why not? Seems like time to look at the Georgia Guidestones saying, that, hey, let's keep everything below half a billion. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep the population below half a billion. In, uh, in do you harmony know- with nature. In harmony with nature, I, and that's the only part I knew about it. You know what the third thing it is? Third thing down is? Oh, I, not off the top of my head, no. Uh, unite the world with one uh, language. Oh yes, yes, common language. <laughs> yep. 
Methinks we tried this in the past. <laughs> and someone said, no. Yeah. So here we are. We're going to try it again. It's crazy, right? It's 3,000 years later, 4,000 years later, and here we are. Same thing. Same. Pe- it's, like, it's almost like, Andrew, the same cosmic forces are still at work. Yeah. <laughs> Always with the same agenda. And this is, and this is why I do have some sympathy for the kind of like everything shows it's the end times crowd. Yeah, for sure. Because there is, you know, the the so-called elites, the servants of Satan, they're striving to create those conditions constantly. And whether they get uh, all the way there or only get... 10% 10% of the way there this time around, they're trying to create it. And that they're being told, like, hey, if you, you know, if you get rid of all those useless eaters, then we can roll out the life extension technologies and you can live forever. You won't die. Hmm. Where have we heard that one before? Yeah. And you've got all these kind of much older servants of Satan, the Rockefellers and and what have you. And they're, they're, they're getting old and they're starting to die off. And so that's like, we got to go for this thing. And I yeah. think that, I think that's part of the reason for the acceleration for the not, not focused as much on not letting you know what's going on. It's just like, well, what are you going to do to stop it? So wait, just to backtrack for a second. So that make sure I follow. You're saying that perhaps the interdimensional beings, are telling the so-called would-be elites, friends of Epstein, servants of Satan, we can roll out this life extension technology if, and trying to get them to, to move everything forward. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. The, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and at the same time, you know, uh, the whole last year, weaponizing the truth by saying, hey, what if... You know, there's these baby mills where they make a baby so that they can kill them and do adrenochrome and all this stuff and then get all those people to believe that Trump is going to come in and save their and some military force is going to save the day. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, everything just marches forward. Yep. Because they didn't have to fool people for all that long. It was just just get you past the election, just get you past the inauguration. Oh, wait, now transition. Uh, you are all, you are all terrorists now. Right. And, you know, I even got an email this week from somebody who was still concerned about the, uh, the QAnon stuff and had a family member who was still kind of deep into it, who got into it in January. So this thing continues to just sideline people. And, and it, 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 there is something addictive about it, you know? Oh, the Arizona thing, the Arizona thing, the Arizona, you know, they're going to audit's going to come out. Then it's going to be Georgia. Then it's going to be that. So anyway, uh, and that actually takes me into the next story I wanted to do. Unless you're not done with the vaccine stuff, can we move forward? No, let's let's do what you want to do. And and then we'll tie that into the one six stuff. Okay. So I am going to talk about uh, there's a stark red-blue divide when it comes to states' vaccination rates. So this story came from NPR, which is the uh, bastion of truthiness that I currently 
always go to for my news. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Less than a month remains until the 4th of July, which President Biden's goal for 70% of American adults to have gotten at least one dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. It looks like there, it's going to be a stretch to get there. As of Tuesday, nearly 64% of U.S. adults had at least one shot, according to data from the uh, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The key issue is the demand has dropped off. After the initial crush, the number of doses being administered daily has a steep decline from its early April peak. So what's going on? There's a huge political divide. Speaking over the weekend, former President Donald Trump took credit for the vaccine rollout and told North Carolina crowd supporters that most of you have likely been vaccinated. But surveys have shown Trump supporters are the least likely to say they have been vaccinated or plan to be. Remember, Trump got vaccinated before leaving the White House, but that was reported months later. Unlike other public officials who are trying to encourage people to get this shot, Trump did it in private. So I'm going to break this down just for one quick second here. Didn't Trump get the virus? Like, what's the point? They're even saying now if you got the virus, it's better to have had the virus and now have the antibodies than to have the vaccine. So that's a very minor point in this story, but I think it's worth noting. The yeah. top 22 state with the, the top 22 states, including D.C., haha, <laughs> with the highest adult vaccinations, all went to Joe Biden in the 2020 election. Some of the least vaccinated states are the most pro-Trump. Trump won 17 of the 18 states with the lowest vaccination rates. Many of these states have high proportions of whites without college degrees. Oh, no college degrees. They must well, be stupid. And I'm, guess, I'm guessing the the one that doesn't match that would be Mississippi. Um, I am going to talk about this this uh, graphic. Okay. And, and okay. the graphic Sorry. definitely will be in the show notes. Because this graphic struck me as odd immediately. So I want you to take a look at the graphic with me, Mr. Hoffman. You see? Are you looking at it there? Down there in the middle, it's the, all the red and blue dots. Yeah, let me make it bigger here. Okay. Oh, uh, let's. Okay. Yep. Got okay. it. Yep. Okay. Perfect. So you see how all the blue dots on the, on the one side and the red dots with a few blue mixed in? It's very uh, symmetrical. You can actually put a line right down the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look to the left. Name off, please. The supposedly democrat voting states that are the highest or that have the lowest vaccinations uh georgia nevada arizona michigan and wisconsin these states with the voter fraud oh that's funny every (laughs) single state is where the voter fraud happened this so is how he say this those is, should be red states. <laughs> absolutely. This is how the election went down. This is how it was stolen. Everything on the right was predictable. Everything on the left was predictable, except the blue states on the left. That's it. There's no way that those states all went to uh, the to Biden with that low of vaccination rate and everything. It's that, just I mean, look at. Yeah. And that's according that, to their numbers. That's a great catch. <laughs> yeah, because I think. Yeah, the the five states. Well, where's Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania is the only one that's not. It's toward, a little bit towards the higher. Yeah. But you have enough. Uh, if you throw in the Nevada and the Michigan, you have enough electoral votes to win the election. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it just bl- kind of blew my mind. As soon as I saw that graphic, I just started laughing. I was like, look at this. This is clear evidence. There's a huge divide in this country. It is red and blue. They have got everybody voting for one camp or the other. But 
a lot of that falls along Democratic versus Republican lines. And, and here we go. Well, evidence of the election. Well, and, and also, to be fair, this it's kind of an arbitrary line, right? Like there's. Oh, for sure. Over sixty percent, less than seven. I mean, they they're cutting the basically at sixty five percent. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But it it is interesting, nonetheless. Um, especially considering what you know that those are the states where all the fraud happens. So, um, moving right along from that, well, uh, Boris Johnson confirms where he talked about this. So we'll just throw this in the. Uh, in the folder or in the show notes, which is Boris Johnson confirms another four, another four months of uh, uh, or four weeks of lockdown. Uh, I thought it was great to see those pictures from the G7, all the uh, leaders standing arm in arm, holding beers and looking at you know planes, <laughs> planes fly by and doing all that stuff. Meanwhile, all the people that are serving them masked up. So yeah, the rule. Yes. Rules, uh, rules for you, rules for thee, not for me. Paul Joseph Watson has a a short video on the subject called Slaves and Masters. So Yep, absolutely. The masters that's, don't have to wear the masks the slaves do. Absolutely. I think that is uh, very, very clear. Uh, moving forward. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just trying to figure out what this Michael Burry tweet is that's in here. <laughs> so Michael Burry is the guy who uh, do the big short, the movie, the big yeah. shorts about him. Yep. And so I just thought it was interesting. Uh, people always, his, his tweet from yesterday was, people always ask me what is going on in the markets. It's simple. The greatest speculative bubble of all time in all things by two orders of magnitude. <laughs> and I can't I can't debunk Michael Bury. I follow him too. It's interesting that no. he's back. It's interesting that he's back because remember Twitter removed him after his inflation comments. So Oh, okay. That was yeah. uh not now that he's back. Uh it, it's crazy the you know, here's one thing I cannot figure out in the financial markets right now. Bitcoin moves, every other crypto follows. Every mm-hmm. single one. They they should move independently of each other. But I think that the reason that it doesn't move independently of each other is because these I think that the Fed and some of these huge hedge funds and what Wall Street guys and probably drug money launderers and everything are in the crypto. They're in and out of crypto. Because it's harder to trace, it's easier to hide money, and there's less taxes. And it, and it all still moves in unison. And it rarely moves contrary to the stock market. Stock market's down, Bitcoin's down. What kind of sense does this make? <laughs> no, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. I, I I'm, mean, bu- I'm buying but, crypto, but the though, banks... like different, different cryptos because I'm trying to hedge. You know, the best way to hedge, I think, is gold, real estate, and crypto. That's the only things I can think of. So that's what I'm trying to do. I have no gold. I have one house. And now I'm trying to get a little bit of crypto because maybe... If we have hyperinflation or the stock market crashes or the real estate market crashes, I mean, it just seems like there's a crash coming from every direction and no one knows quite what to do. And meanwhile, the markets are just up, 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 up every day, (laughs) up, 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 a little more. Yeah. But there are people out there making money and there are people who are doing well and can read this stuff better than me. It's just that there is no fundamental analysis anymore. I think on the micro level, you can see kind of this is good, this is bad, but uh, the up 
macro 30,000 feet view of stuff is like, what is happening right now? Right. As like, I mean, you heard, I talked, I told you earlier. The government is literally paying a a pretty high, I think it's 20% of mortgages right now. Unbelievable. I mean, I got the, uh, I got the thing in the mail day before yesterday said, Hey, you might be eligible to start getting money, you know, monthly for your kids. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Did you get that? Yeah. No, that's yep. supposed to start uh, either this month or next month. Yeah. So they just they just give you money every month. It's not like a universal basic income or anything. It's just a an in advance uh, tax rebate. It, the whole thing just just stinks to high heaven. And there's, I mean, it's it's just it's unbelievable. There's every there's a shortage on everything. Have you like the palladium shortage is nuts. We yes. I was talking to somebody at the dealership the other day. We ordered two brand new catalytic converters, two grand a piece. And uh, and rhodium is it rhodium in the yeah, catalytic? Palladium, yeah, I think it's palladium and rhodium. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's what in the world that is insane. And then lumber prices are finally starting to drop. I actually talked to somebody about this yesterday, which is good, you know, and here's another thing that I've noticed, uh, all those people out there who have been told for their whole lives, starting with our generation and moving, you know, into the younger generations, you have to get a college degree or else you're going to have some job that you're going to have to be working with your hands and you're not going to make any money. You have to get a college degree, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. You know, that whole yeah. baloney thing that you and I have been pretty much all against since this show started. Yes. I sell luxury cars to wealthy people. You would not believe the number of people I sell cars to who don't have a degree. They just yeah. do a trade. They literally are an electrician who started a business, a pool cleaner who started a business. These people don't have, but they're willing to do manual labor and work their butts off. Mm -hmm. And guess what? They're in demand because no one knows how to do anything anymore. (laughs) People just sit at home, collect the UBI, call DoorDash, have them deliver their food and, you know, work from home as some, you know, HR gig for some software company, you know, you're in and out of in 18 months and on to the next baloney job where you're not producing anything. That's yeah. the the thing is that it feels like at the same time that they're trying to get rid of all the useless eaters, quote unquote, they're also trying to keep them fat and happy. Mm-hmm. So, so they don't get too mad. Yeah. There's the uh, words of wisdom in advance is become an electrician kids. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, or and, and and if you start your own if you start your own business, I mean re- retired by fifty, fifty five, or you because can, uh, you know, uh, internet installation, whether it's uh, coax internet or fiber internet, learning how to do that, splicing, be a fiber splicer. Like these are these are very good jobs and yeah. jobs that your state university will not be offering programs in. Absolutely. You know, but uh, just on Natural. the like, on the electrician note, uh, we're trying. We were trying to get internet service put into a building, and there was no outlet to plug our fiber switch into. Right, and one of our technicians is also an electrician, but because of licensing nonsense, he's not allowed to like act as an electrician while he's acting as our <laughs> technician. Um, so he, he's like, it would take me like 15 minutes to put in, but I, I can't do it. You got to get an electrical contractor. So 
you get an electrical contractor, it takes a week and a half to get someone out there. Yeah, they, he, they, they're, he, they're in he, such demand right now. He, he calls me. He's like, oh, yeah, no problem. Uh, you know, I'll do it. it. Done in 10 or 15 minutes, you know. Guess what the bill was? I'm ready. 215 bucks. <laughs> hey, that's low, bro. That's low. I've, <laughs> so, I've seen, which, I've seen uh, bills yeah. for that amount of time that are higher. I, I'm not uh, I'm not saying he was ripping us off at all. I'm just saying, you know, even if he is not, and he's not, you know, he's working for a larger company that's taking some of that money. Uh, so he's not. Uh, all of it. I mean, he's going to get paid for an hour. <laughs> right. But it's the, you know, the gr- going expected rate uh, used to be $95 an hour for an electrician. And now it's, it's definitely higher. So. Oh, yeah. 12, you know, 120, 150. It, it just it just keeps going up there. I'm gonna teach my son right now. What do you want to What do you want to be when you grow up? A crane mechanic. Yes, crane. Wanna, oh, there you, you go. Want to work operator. on cranes? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Union job starts at a hundred grand a year. Starts. Yeah. And if you're if and if they need you overseas, they fly you there and then pay you out of the country pay. If you have to work on a high rise while it's in development, hazard pay. I mean, it's a dangerous job, sure, but like, there is serious money in this job. <laughs> yeah, if you if you're not scared of heights, there's a lot of uh, a lot of career opportunities open up there because <laughs> most of us there, there's not enough money. Like, you cannot pay me enough money to get up on a a telecommunications tower or yeah, something. No, thank I you. Yeah. No, I wouldn't do it either. But some of these jobs, like I ran into another one the other day, uh, uh, train. Conductor, train conductor, train operator. Mm-hmm. They make great, great money, huge demand because they're still driving trains around. Nobody wants <laughs> to do that job. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You see, you see a lot of these jobs. Oh, and I forgot one more. This is crazy because this is old school technology. Nobody thinks of this. Guy started a boiler maintenance company because guess what? All these old schools, all these old government buildings, they all have boilers in the basement. Oh, really? And nobody, and nobody wants to work on them. So, this guy started a boiler maintenance company, and he's killing it. I mean, just, I mean, <laughs> crazy amounts of money yearly. And it's, you know, he was the one I told us about who ordered, you know, 20 or 30 trucks, and they said, yeah, it'll be in 2023. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, um, why don't you take us to the next story? All right, so, and this will probably be the last one, at least as far as I'm concerned. So, you know, we've I've had kind of mixed opinions on Tucker Carlson. I mean, it's he's definitely better than the blatantly uh, CIA narrative pushing Sean Hannity, you know, or whatever intelligence group he he works for. Uh, but you know, there's limited. Sometimes he'll go most of the way. Sometimes he'll go only part of the way. So you're getting truth in some things but you're getting partial truth well he talked about what i have not heard on mainstream television ever before he talked about the fbi setting people up and the fbi being the active agents of terrorism and the active agents in this case of the insurrection on january 6th so i don't know 
I mean, maybe we don't play the clip. It's probably too long. There's like a 15-minute segment. Uh, definitely worth watching if you haven't seen it. Lots of people probably already have. But it comes from uh, Revolver.News, a good website. Uh, you know, conservative website, but like a, the real, not the phony Republican side. And the, the key term is unindicted co-conspirator. Okay. Unindicted co-conspirator, and then they always keep them anonymous. If you look in the charging documents, the unindicted co-conspirators do most of the bad stuff, but never get arrested, right? So you could tell those are the people working for the FBI. (laughs) Wow. And it's a lot. Like, percentage-wise, it's a lot of people. And yeah. it's a lot of people yeah. that were actively involved. So this, I mean, this is, we knew this. We knew we it was a about, false flag. We, yep. we, you know, I mean, we, we talked about the Antifa guy and, and what have you, but yes, this was an FBI thing. They went with the, they had the narrative pre scripted, uh, you know, if they could have gotten Alex Jones into the Capitol, oh my goodness, they would have been so happy, but you know, they, they're still going with it. So yeah. even, is even though barely anything happened. Even though barely anything happened. And what did happen, uh, largely done by FBI people, and yet there's still people locked up on trespassing. That's the only, their only charge is trespassing, and they're still in jail. Wow. This is not a, you know. Mean, meanwhile, in Portland, you can try to burn down a federal building and either not get arrested at all or get arrested and the DA refuses to press charges on you and you're back out causing mayhem the next day. So Yeah, yeah. You saw the video of the guy in San Francisco going into the Walgreens, just filling up his backpack yeah. and then filling up his bag in, and <laughs> the security guard like kind of tries to, tries to grab at the bag as he goes by, but <laughs> yeah. It's just you know society uh, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't take much for all this whole system to fall apart, and it's falling apart. Right. And did I, did I talk about, I think I must have, I talked about Best Buy, going into Best Buy, and then how much stuff gets stolen out of Best Buy. Oh, no. Freak- yeah, I think I swear I did on the show, but, but if okay. I didn't, I guess I'll indulge us. But uh, I went and bought a uh, alarm system, Simply Safe alarm system. And uh, anyway... When I was at Best Buy, they said, oh, yeah, yeah, I think we those were either stolen or were sold out. And I was like, <laughs> I said, what? It's oh, yeah, the alarms. <laughs> I was like, stolen? Why? And he goes, oh, yeah, I mean, at least once or twice a day, people just come in and pick up stuff and leave. And I was like, are you, are you serious? And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, we don't even call the cops anymore because they've said they can't do anything about it. And the, the, this was in city limits of Seattle? No, this is in Linwood. North of Seattle. Really? Even yes. outside of Seattle, it was still this bad. Yes. Wow. And we're starting to see some of that stuff, too, where people are, there's weird, you know, vagrants in people's lawns and neighborhoods and stuff. It's just, mm-hmm. it's kind of, it's kind of a bizarre direction. So, so where do we go, Tim? We, we need, uh, this is, we need, we need tips. I'm interested in Idaho. Yeah. Uh, you know, if if we've got any listeners from Idaho, either good information, bad, good or bad, 
Well, hey, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you this: the positive side of what, what all this stuff you're saying. Yeah. All these people here are gonna die anyway, so <laughs> there's gonna be so much room, and property values are gonna drop, and I'm gonna be good. So, don't worry about me. <laughs> uh, have you ever seen a zombie movie, Tim? That's not how it works. <laughs> Oh man, what if a zombie World War Z is a prediction of the future, an accurate they, prediction of the future? They don't just like quietly and politely die off. That's they turn into roving hordes of criminals who are willing to kill you over a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So this is, you know, you got a long ways to go till it's the lower population, uh, lower property value time. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, beautiful states out there, Texas, Idaho, Montana, uh, Oklahoma might be possible because of my family and whatnot. But uh, I don't know. It's definitely something we're, we'll be we'll be keeping our ears open about. We're, we're, we're welcome. Uh, I do welcome any listeners to give us tips. Uh, you know, maybe after the police state crackdown in, in Canada, just run into Canada. I guess that's that's maybe yeah. when this all when this all started. I think I remember my my mom even thinking that was a good idea. No, and, then, <laughs> yeah. and now that now that we're like at this point, it's like, well, that was a terrible idea. <laughs> Thank goodness that didn't work out. So yeah. Also, Trudeau, uh, G seven, Canada. Okay, cool. Just visiting or what? what like. Just there for I'm just here for the sacrifices. Like what? You're not, even, you're not even part of G7. Why are you there? Oh, I'm a observer. Observer. Okay. Everybody else is locked down. You're having champagne on the patio with mm. world leaders. Yeah. With world leaders, including. Can you end us on a happy note? What is this eight minute clips where he doesn't or eight second clip where Joe Biden doesn't hide it anymore? Oh, just play it. All right. I'll take your questions and as usual, folks. They gave me a list of the people I'm going to call on. So, uh, Jonathan, Associated Press. <laughs> it's just another example of conspiracy theory to accept it, of course, reality in, within in a, a couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah, within a couple of weeks. Of course, folks, this is, uh, I can only call on who I'm supposed to call. But, yeah, one of my they friends. Get, they, from... get, they gave me a list of people to call on. Let's see who's first. <laughs> I mean, did you see him at the G7? It was embarrassing. Uh, it's he's just, embarrassing. He's, it's he's just like sad. following following behind people and forgot that someone was introduced and just it's just a just a mess. Yeah. So before we get out of here, I also wanted to say thank you to Hugh from Ontario for donating $25. Danny from uh I believe it's Bedford. Oregon and Danny, by the way, is our con- consistent producer. It's kind of funny. Our two biggest producers, Kyle and Danny, one lives near you, one lives near me. Uh, Jacob from Kingsport, Tennessee, with thirty dollars, and then Barbara from Bonita Springs, Florida, with fifty dollars. Thank you, everybody, for supporting our show. We do appreciate the donations. Uh, you will that, those people will be the uh, in the in the show notes of this show as producers of this show. If you've never heard this show before, we are a value for value network sponsored by basically you you guys can send us show clips you guys can send us stories you guys can send us money or even just prayers so if you get any value from this think about how much value that is that you get and send that value back to us we are looking for any type of show clips or music if you if you can find it or if you can produce it and also we are looking for some artists out there so if there's any artists who want to make us some good show art uh 
go ahead and go to uh, revelationsradionews.com and then click on the contact tab. Did you see the gun laws changed in Missouri and the gun laws changed in California in the other direction? I I was not aware of the Missouri one. I know yep. the, the it was a court case that threw out part of the California gun laws, right? Let me Yep. Let me see what happened in Missouri. Give me a couple seconds here, but it starts to make you wonder are we headed in the wrong direction just so everybody can get fully armed up? For the coming craziness, or well, so everyone can get fully armed up, Tim. Uh, what's the number <laughs> of uh, people and firearms in this country? Yeah, I believe there's more there's more guns than people. Yeah, that's true. Maybe they just want to make sure everyone does. Uh, this is from NPR bill declares all federal gun laws, past, present, future, to be invalid in the state, including taxes, taxing tracking or registering of weapons missouri ranks 10th as the 10th worst state for gun deaths according to guilford's or gifford's <laughs> law center so there you go uh more guns more guns more guns yeah and i'm not anti-gun i don't want everybody to, anybody to think that but with the strange direction everything else is moving that is an anomaly here's more personal freedom on them guns yeah you know i i do think it, at some point it all boils down to don't you could talk about anything you can argue about anything except that vaccines are safe and effective (laughs) yeah they're holding out and trying to but there's i mean there's even cracks on that there's the myocarditis thing i mean they almost pfizer almost killed a soccer player. You yeah, know, we didn't talk about this. In million, you know, million with millions of people watching, and they're still trying to just pretend it didn't happen. No, he wasn't va- vaccinated. After we said he was vaccinated, no, he wasn't vaccinated. No. Well, first, please. well, first off, it wasn't. He, no, he's not vaccinated. You were the one who was pointing out to me. No, he passed out. No, he received right. medical he, medical he attention. Temporarily lost consciousness. He temporarily <laughs> lost consciousness. Meanwhile, there's video. Stopped. Meanwhile, there's video of him collapsing on the field, completely unrelated to anybody else. There was no contact. The ball actually hits him in the shins briefly, and then he collapses on the field. And then it cuts back, and there are his players are standing around him, facing out, crying, while they're administering a defibrillator. Zink, zink. You can see his, see his body shudder with when they hit him with the voltage. Yep. But they're telling us that uh, he just passed out on the field, and of course he had his vaccine. Oh no, no, no! Actually, it turns out he wasn't vaccinated. So, no, no, never mind. Don't look over here. This heart thing was nothing to do with the vaccine. So, and then also anybody out there who is not following, how do you say his name? Is it Alex Berenson, the former writer for the New York Times, who was kicked out apparently for his book about marijuana uh, in teens being. Uh, a gateway to violence and some mood disorders, which nobody wanted to hear, um, and now has gone strong anti-vaccine. At least this current yes, one. Yes, he, he and, has. And He's he, doing and great he stuff. is. He is tweeting out stuff, talking about the emergency meeting, which, by the way, still isn't till two days from now about the uh, heart inflammation in adolescents. So the CDC is starting to coach people on the. Uh, what is it? what's the, the what's the word the, I'm looking ri- for? The risk the, risk assessment. So, risk benefit analysis of I, I just uh, want I just a, want people to to do a little kind of mental 
adjustment, right? So you've got the worldwide pandemic of COVID-19. Think about how many people you know that were, you know, really harshly affected by that and what the media said about that. And then think about these rare side effects. They're rare. They're maybe 200 people out of, you know, whatever, 200 million. (laughs) Nothing to think about, probably just a a statistical error and, you know, it'll be fine. And in reality, think about how these same teenagers and young people would have been portrayed if they were having myocarditis from COVID-19 because they tried to push that narrative. There were articles about if college football is played, there will be six to 10 players who die during the season because of myocarditis from COVID-19. Right. Yeah. yeah. My my daughter totally agrees with what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh yeah absolutely and and, and let's not forget that uh the, the thing about the teens is the adolescents and the emergency cdc meeting that's coming up to talk about the risk benefit analysis for the first time that you know alex also leaked the uh the, the talking points of the upcoming meeting is this has all been happening this entire time it's not different with adolescents it's just you can't hide it anymore you can't say it's a result of Oh, they had this autoimmune disease. Oh, they were diabetic. Oh, they were overweight. You can no longer do that when it's children. There's no place left to hide. Kids are getting myocarditis. Carditis. So, yeah. And if you you look at when it occurs, like it's much more common, the closer you go back to the vaccine date, the higher the spike in myocarditis is. So it's very, I don't know how they're going to be able to, claim that it's not related i agree wholeheartedly and my question is you know at the end of last year a bunch of sleuths got together and they said hey what do we do let's figure out what where the overall deaths are and guess what there wasn't any so they doctored those numbers right before the end of the year Mm -hmm. where's our overall deaths going to be at this year because to kind of verbalize your thought process analysis that you posited you know a minute and a half ago uh, i knew two people actually Mm -hmm. no three Three people who had it, two of which were family members. Uh, the two family members both kicked it in under a week, said it was kind of a pretty bad sickness, mm-hmm. but not, kind of a bad flu. That's about it. Um, and the other person I know was a single person. They stayed at home and just you know kind of laid around for four or five days, and then they, they were fine. Uh, however, <laughs> vaccine-related... I'm going to say six, two within the family, two pretty severe reactions. I mean, yeah. and now even, even in my workplace, I've seen some weird stuff. Uh, and I don't want to get too much into that because privacy stuff and whatever. But uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's kind of unbelievable. Don't worry. Vaccines are safe and effective. Um, just keep, keep believing the TV. I'm on vacation with I'm on vacation or on two day trip with my family. My daughter is agreeing with you and uh, disagreeing with me, which I think is pretty normal. So anyway, it's sunny outside. It's a beautiful day. I'm gonna go and spend some time with the family. I hope everybody out there spends time with their family because really, these this news show, the news in general, Twitter, podcasts, all of it, not near as important as loving your neighbor as your as as you would yourself and uh, following God. And uh, that's kind of the words of wisdom for the day are just remember the actual people in your life. This stuff is all kind of a, 
it's be, you know one thing I've noticed, Andrew, since this podcast started, you and I used to talk about stuff, and it was really theoretical, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was and it was so like anti mainstream, and nobody listened to our show, and it was just like you and me, just like, well, it seems like this. And like the further along this podcast has gone, the less theoretical it all is, and very <laughs> real it all is. You know what yeah. I mean? It used yeah, to be theoretical, and it, but. But in a way, it is still somewhat theoretical. What I'm saying right now is not going to affect you and your and your family. So please go and love your family. Yeah, just and, wait till uh, the Nephilim show up, man. <laughs> <laughs> There's a nod to Doctor Future. We fit it in this episode, so we're actually talking about the Nephilim. So anyway, uh, thank you for doing a show with me, Mr. Andrew. Even though you're under the weather, it was fun to to get out the the laptop and try to do a rig on mobile on the road. But uh, as you can hear, nap time is over and uh, I must be moving on. So I'll get this show out when I can. And we'll talk to you guys all again next week. Thanks, everybody. A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you say Racking up the work for me on vacation. This is going to be 11 minutes and 20 seconds. I'm sitting on a chaise in the sun, so I deserve this. Are you going to... I thought you were going to play it on the iPod. I am, bro. I am, bro. Just give me... Come on, bro. I can't... I'm not not even... sitting on a chaise right now. (laughs) Quit trying to harsh my mellow over there. Why are you harshing my mellow, bro? (laughs) Mr. 52 shows a year. (laughs) (laughs) That is the funniest thing you've said in about a year. (laughs) It's, It's up there, though. 52 shows a year. All right.